I have a surprise for you. I'm going to be quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you sort of already know the two important wings that you need to develop to achieve that goal, that, uh, that highest aspiration. You already have teachings on how to develop them. The wing of that mostly concerns yourself with uh, the benefiting others, and the wing that concerns yourself with understanding what is the me- what what is real, what is the true nature of the things that I experience. So you already have the the methods already been explained to you, and you try them out every once in a while. And perhaps, <coughs> in the beginning, uh, because of some familiarity you have with it, with that some time that you have no idea, you feel that uh, you feel uh, a sense of confidence in, in 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 those goals, really wanting to know the true nature of reality and the way it's explained to you. You feel some affinity with it, and really wanting to develop a sense of. Uh, Connectedness, a sense of uh, um, caring for others that really has no limit, that really surpasses your cons- your own concern for your own self. You see how noble those are. You see how uh, beneficial they may be, and you uh, truly aspire to them. And you acquire the the different uh, teachings that you need, acquire the different methods of developing them, and you st- and. As a result of that, you may have some level of contentment, some level of, uh, some degree of, uh, of, uh, I can't say bliss yet, but some, maybe some of you have gone, have gone to that place where you feel some level of, you know, some, some, some great level of joy in, in just thinking about them and inspiring to them and actually starting to apply them. But after some time, you find yourself not exactly where you want to be. You don't have that compassion that you were aspiring to get yet. You don't have that level of clarity of understanding that you were wishing to get there yet. And you keep going back to the books, and it seems like uh, you already, you, or maybe there was a little step you, you forgot, and you incorporate that. But it seems like for the most part, you have the step, you have the, the understanding. So what's missing? Why aren't you there yet? For one thing, uh, then having patience with yourself is an, abs- an, uh, an obstacle. Uh, somehow, uh, expectation of of uh, of like uh, there's a time limit. Expectation of a time limit. Expectation of a of a Impose that you impose upon yourself connect in connection with time. Okay, that itself is an obstacle. You must your aspiration f- for this goal must be timeless. Timeless. I when I say timeless, I'm not talking about very long time. I'm saying timeless. That it's not. There shouldn't be any regard to time in, in, involved. There shouldn't be any concern of time. It could happen in an instant, or it could happen in a trillion eons. And whichever one of them 
uh, it happen, the, uh, in whichever time frame it happens is of no concern to you. Your only concern is getting it. If it takes a trillion years of sitting uh, in half lotus or in full lotus, uh, then it will take a trillion. Years, uh, it, then that's what you will do. Okay, it's not going to take a trillion sitting in full lotus. Okay. <laughs> And that's one thing. And every once in a while, you probably can work with that, and you, sometimes you have patience, sometimes you don't have patience. And the lack of patience sometimes can be confused uh, uh, with, with something that is negative. Sometimes the lack of patience is really uh, the strength of your sincerity, that you really are really wanting to start working you know, in, in, in the, uh, helping others in the ultimate way. And you want to start working now. Because it's, there's a, a natural sense, a real sense of urgency that's there. And that's good. So don't confuse that impatience with the other impatience that is focused on time, just for the sake of time, where if this doesn't happen in a year, I'm going to give it up. Okay? That, that kind of worry about time. I, I need to do something else. Okay. Unless, as if there is something else. <laughs> okay. Now... <coughs> If you're over those kinds of things, there's one more thing that you need to, uh, that m might be a, a both an aid and also an obstacle. In the very beginning, you had this enthusiasm. In the very beginning, you had this, uh, this uh, sense of, uh, yeah, the in this spiritual enthusiasm that sort of made you make commitments. Some of the commitments that you made were too much for you when you made them because it was you were in the, in the throw of, you were thrown into, into, into the uh, energy of the enthusiasm. So you say, oh, I'll do this and that, do this and that, do this and that, do this and that. And then reality set in, you can't really do this and that, and this and that, and this and that. You can't really, you, what you were really capable of doing, that's not what you, you, you really promised to, to do. So you start to start to reevaluate. What can you really do? What can you really pick up? Then, once you've made up your mind, then you make up a, a commitment again. The thing about co the, 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 the dynamic of commitment is such that it really builds a wall of protection around you. And when you make a commitment, especially when it's connected with, uh, some, uh, with a spiritual path, you sort of... Uh, take on a different body in addition to the body that you have. You could, you could call it an ethical body. Okay? And it's, 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 it's uh, when you keep that commitment, that body grows in strength. When you don't keep your commitment, that body deteriorates. It's, it's still there, but it just deteriorates. It can... Uh, as long as you may stay within the boundary that you're supposed to be staying within, that you know overexert yourself, exert yourself, then you will feel the protection that this uh, uh, this commitment provides you. You don't see yourself in extremely bad conditions, and you don't see, and unfortunately, you don't see yourself in extremely great conditions. But at least you don't see yourself in extremely bad conditions. Or if you see yourself in of course, bad conditions do come, but you're not completely overwhelmed by them. You feel some sense of protection, some sense 
something that is con- allowing you the capacity to in- to continue to endure. Okay, that's that's one of the effects of the commitment. It provides a, a protection, and that's the first level that what a commitment uh, does for you. And depending on your on your unfortunately, this is the uh, answer that's for everything. But unfortunately. Uh, no one can dispute it, so you can throw it out. Okay, karma. <laughs> okay, answers have all questions. Why is, why is this happening? Karma. Okay, why does that happen? Karma. You don't have to explain it any further. Just that. Okay. <laughs> so because of your karma, <laughs> meaning uh, because of whatever uh, karmic disposition that you have, what this wall. Uh, may continue to do for a long time is to simply provide you a safety so that extremely awful things don't happen to you. And it may continue to grow in strength in just providing you that. That while you're keeping the commitment, while you're uh, uh, keeping your commitment, and then while you're keeping your, your practice, you're strengthening that wall and then that's all it can do for some time because of the... Because your karmic lot, your karmic disposition requires a lot of protection. Before you start to see anything beyond just mere protection, where you actually start to see uh, uh, elevation, uh, uh, signs of evolution, signs of transformation, uh, before you start to see that, you will only see protection. And, because of who we are, because of what we, because of the kind of, uh, again, karma, coming disposition, uh, not seeing signs of evolution might, dis- might discourage some of you, might discourage you. Mm. And you might question whether or not if, if this commitment is worth keeping. Okay? Then you sort of break your commitment. And when you sort of break the commitment, the, 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 the wall is still there, but its strength is diminished. <coughs> and you don't, re- you don't immediately see the result of having a, 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 that 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 uh, restraint, that protection, you don't really see the the, the, the weakness in, in, in that. Oh, nothing happened. I didn't I didn't keep my commitment, so I guess it's not really. I don't really have to keep the commitment. And then you don't keep the commitment again, and the wall is the, the wall of protection is now weakened further. Then something strange will you will you will start to experience something strange happening to your world. Things that seem to things that seems to uh, not have not being the normal part of your life start start to happen now in terms of the break the breakdown. And first you start to see them as signs coming like you no know, they're coming down the road. And you might if you if you if you have the sorry, the right karma, <laughs> you might immediately recognize, oh, that thing that's coming down the road is due to my having overstepped my commitments. And then you go back to your commitment and you strengthen it and then you prevent that thing that was coming. But if you don't have the right karma to see the connection, you will continue to break your commitment and it gets closer and it gets closer. And the reason that it, you don't it doesn't happen right away. That's, that is because of the strength of that, of that protection. Okay. And also, 
a lot of this protection is being granted to you. It's being granted to you by the by enlightened beings. Okay. It's not so depending on this is an element of this of the spiritual path that is uh, also necessary. The, the the sense of devotion. And and it doesn't matter how you exercise it, how you strengthen it. You can throw it at a person, throw it at a, an idea, throw it at your 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 path, but you need to develop it to some degree. Okay? And because of that, because what that devotion does, it 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 creates a link between you and something bigger than you, and that's something that is bigger than you, whether it is a being, whether it is a, an idea, whether it is your, uh, whatever, something bigger than you, and then that the strength of that object, depending on how strong is the link, will strengthen that wall of protection. And, it will, and that's what will allow for that, oh, I see it coming down the road. It hasn't hit you yet. So it's, that's what's keeping that at a distance from you. Okay. So when these things start to happen, and if you have the right karma to, to make the connection between what the thing that I see coming down the road is related to something that I did with my commitment, something that I need to do with my commitment, something that I need to do. If you are able to make that connection and just go back your commitment, or maybe you need to. Uh, maybe the insight you you may have is that I need to to pick up some other kind of commitments to strengthen that to strengthen that that protection protective wall. Okay. And when you when you if you have that ability to do that, then you can see for yourself how a commitment is protecting you. And when you directly bring your mind to that to, to perceive it. Is uh, you uh, making it natural for you to keep the commitment, so you don't have, so you don't become discouraged in the in 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 the in, uh, in the future, because discouragement, uh, as I said before, uh, is a uh, is an enemy to the path. Okay, discouragement is not uh, it's not uh, it's not a nice spiritual quality to have at all. It's a it's a it's an enemy to the path. What it does is the good things that you you build up. It, it it takes energy from it. Okay. So perhaps what you need to check, what you need to look at, what you need to focus on, are commitments outside of the practice. When you've been practicing for so long, when you've been doing these exercises for so long, and you have that sense of I'm not, I'm not really making progress. Okay. To 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 deal with that is to revisit commitment. Perhaps you need to make a commitment for like a day. Perhaps you need to make a, a a commitment that you will keep for a day, a commitment that you will keep for a week. Just something extra to sort of boost that 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 that, uh, wo- that uh, evolution. What was that? <laughs> that evolution that's going on. Okay. So there is great power in vowing to do something, and un- and don't vow to do a million things. 
Okay. Vow, even just take pick up one thing. Vow to do just one thing. Even if it's something that you do uh, every whatever, and then you, you, you consciously, deliberately do that, keep that vow. That vow will... Uh, now, as soon as you make that vow, you, you will... Uh, maybe later on, when you're a Buddha, you will see that little... You will see the body that you... That you developed, that you sort of like created with that vow, and you will see that, and that body will grow, will go in strength, will go in strength, will go in strength. It's uh, and then uh, it will become uh, not so. Uh, what do you say? Not so ephemeral. Ephemeral. Yeah, not so ephemeral. It will become uh, more and more. What's the opposite? Opaque. <laughs> substantial. substantial, substantial. I'll pick up. I'll pick up substantial. It will become more and more substantial, and then this body that you have right now. And I'm, when I'm talking about this body, I'm, talking about, I'm not. I'm not referring to only this physical body, but this sense of whatever it is that you identify with. This, this physical body, this mental body. It become. It will in in turn become more ephemeral. And then the other body will become more substantial, okay. And then, the, and then that transformation will happen. And it has to do. There's a power in keeping a vow. And it doesn't really matter how many you pick up. Well, it, well, it does, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. You no, know, t- uh, pick up a hundred vows and you keep only one of them. Well, just pick up one and keep it well. And from that strength you gain, add another. Okay? Uh, uh, And depending on the setting in which you you take that vow will sort of help also. Okay? Some people don't need to have another present. Some people need to have another present. Okay? Some people need to have to take it from a specific object. Some others don't need a specific object. But you have to be sincere with yourself. Okay. If you if if uh, you hear uh, if the same degree of commitment as far as as far as uh, commitment that you make to that vow uh, will be equal in, whether you take it in front of the Dalai Lama or whether you take it in in your closet in front of a in front of a imagined uh, 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 you know image of the Buddha. If the same level of commitment. Can be can sincerely be uh, uh, can if you can sincerely have this in your heart, then it doesn't really matter. But if you're taking it in a closet in front of an imagined image, so that you can literally say, "I didn't really take it because I was just imagining it," then then that's not then it won't it won't have that same strength. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, that was my little gift for you. Short talk. <laughs> okay. Wasn't that short, but uh, <laughs> shorter than I did. Shorter than. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, since eight verses, Bodhicitta, a wing, and then um, uh, wisdom wing. Uh, if you want to go examine the vow stuff, uh, try to think of a vow. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, may have tell, I may have told you this before. Every bodhisattva, 
you know, when you're about to get married, nowadays people make their own uh, vows. Well, it's a requirement as a Bodhisattva that you make your own list of vows. There are the general ones that every, every Bodhisattva takes, and there are ones that are specific to each, every, every Bodhisattva. Right? Like, perhaps you've heard that Avalokiteshvara made specific ones that he will go to the hells. Okay? That's, uh, a, that will be part of his uh, special specialization. Okay? And there are those who make, you know, those for those who are uh, having particular kind of suffering, they will ha- help them instead. You know? So, think of something that very, very dear and intimate to you, okay? And then make a personal vow that when you become a Buddha, you will deal with those who are having that particular uh, experience, mm. okay? Right? So, right, to your vows. <laughs> okay. So, to help you get to that vow, so you have to go through the path of some sense of bodhicitta. Okay, that was that should be the motivation that makes you make that vow. Intentionally have the body arrive at that place that is conducive to meditation. Remember that teacher above your head. see all the qualities that you're aspiring embodied in that teacher. The strength to keep a vow. And aspire to embody that yourself. and feel it descend through the crown of your head, merging with your mind. And your mind now becomes inseparable with all those qualities.
observe five cycles of breath to stabilize the level of tranquility of a particular obstacle, if you wish, that you are experiencing that is very personal to you and you are intimately connected with, intimately aware of, perhaps that could be what you will vow when you become a Buddha, you will have those with this particular problem. aspire to it, know why you should aspire to it, sort of work your mind to have some sense of bodhicitta, and think of the problems you're having that you're intimately aware of, and vow to help those with that particular problem. Repeat it in your mind over and over again, using the same word, using different words, focusing on the emotion and the clarity of mind that it induces. Okay. So you make a vow that you will fulfill once you achieve Buddhahood. But to connect you with that vow, to that commitment, make a commitment that you need to do now. 
to help you get to that level of being able to fulfill that vow. Be sincere, really know your capacity before you make that vow. help you invite invite the Lama and all enlightened beings to witness you taking this vow.
know without a doubt that the power and merit of this vow is truly immeasurable to dedicate that merit accordingly. Bring your attention to the breath. And deliberately staying aware of the breath, become aware of the body. Start with the head, top of the head, and become more and more aware of more of the body deliberately, intentionally, until you're aware of the whole body from head to toes. should have given you a warning before you took your vow. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if if you can retrace it, but uh, but I got to tell you anyway. Uh, The only way to explain is to give it to you in like a story, like an analogy. Okay? When you take a vow like that, it's like the wall that you've built, it's made up of being. Do you see that wall is sentient? Okay. And the more you keep your commitment, the, the, I guess, the more inhabited it becomes. Um, now, here's the danger. <laughs> it's made up of two groups. One group will protect you, benefit you, help you, Continue, and another group waiting for you to mess up, to, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I could say, the greater the protection you feel, uh, (laughs) the greater the threat. of the suffering that you may experience when you turn against your own commitment. It's not to scare you, (laughs) but just to let you know that there is this thing, right? It's like uh, you surround yourself with protection, beings that protect you, 
And when you don't keep your commitment, you sort of chase them away. But it's not like you become not no longer surrounded. Now you become more surrounded by opposing forces. <coughs> and it takes greater strength. It becomes you might get to the point where it takes greater strength to do even the the least bit of uh, merit. <laughs> just your mind and your being just doesn't seem to have the energy to do merit anymore. <laughs> I should have told you that before, right? <laughs> but we didn't have all these Bodhisattvas if I did. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, and especially for your patience for staying today for so long. Okay. Thank you very much. So to this new moon, I bow. It's true also. <laughs> the more strength you get for doing the other stuff when you do the other stuff. <laughs>